0: Do a three part series for the next three weeks. It's going to be about Jesus centered. Uh, He is the center of our lives. Um, Heaven is centered on Jesus, right? And we are made to actually be centered on Jesus. That is how God designed us, that we are to be centered on Jesus. So we're going to talk about that today. And uh, it's funny because as I was praying and thinking about this, I just feel like there's so much revelation God has given us how, you know, how we have parts and we have things that we've put together and, but there's still like little puzzlement here, little puzzlement there. And it's just a season where he's just given us the answers to fit within that puzzle for us to have a bigger understanding of him and what he's doing and, and where we're going and the past, the now, the future, all of those things. Um, it's just a very exciting time, and the things, you know, there's so much things that we know that we don't even realize we know until there's an activation made on what's hidden inside of us, and then suddenly, we're like, we knew that, but we didn't know we knew until God brought it forward, so we could actually see what we already knew. It is just like this, uh, I don't know, this wonder and surprise of God all the time. That's how I feel. I'm in a wonder and a surprise of God. And, you know, we know that God has deposited so many things inside of us. And it's just like your bank. You have deposits in your savings account that you don't really look at all the time because you've got it hidden away. Well, I feel like God has deposited so much in us that's hidden away. And there is just this season of withdrawal that he's putting on it, that it's deposited, it's grown, it's accrued interest, all these different things, understanding. And there's just this season of withdrawal we're, we're coming into. Um, and it's from us walking with Jesus and letting him be the center of our lives. That's really how it works. You know, out of the oneness, we go beyond anything we think we could have ever done because we're partnered with him. It's just, it's so easy, but so complex at the same time. You know, life every day can be complex. But anyhow, I want to talk about this a little bit. And I want to talk about it in terms of each of us have deposits within us. And, you know, one of the things that I think is so important for us to remember is we all have a part there's, we need everybody's part to make this work, and when there's a part missing, you can tell there's it doesn't work as it doesn't work as well because there's a part missing. And as I was kind of reading through the scriptures and and uh, meditating on this this week, I realized all these dynamic parts, both human and supernatural, that had to occur in order for Jesus to be born. So we're going to talk about this a little bit. Uh, we're going to start with Luke. We're going to go back from Luke and Matthew. We're going to go back and forth through that. But Luke one is where we're going to start. And we're going to talk about Mary's part. Cause Mary had a role in all this, right? Christ. She had a role in all this. And what's so interesting, cause we talked about this last week, I think, uh, or the week before the week before, I think, uh, Mary's role was prophesied 700 years before it occurred. So Mary comes along not knowing that the prophecy from Isaiah 70, 7, 6, you don't have to turn there, I think, no, I'll put it up there for me, but it, it, from Isaiah 7:6 it says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call him Emmanuel. So Mary's Part was prophesied 700 years before it happened. Right. And Mary knew that there was a prophecy that a virgin would carry a baby, but she didn't know that she was the virgin that was going to carry the baby. Right. She knew that something was going to happen, but she didn't know that she knew until it happened. Right. And it's the most fascinating thing when you think about this, when you see all these pieces, because each one of us. There has been a prophecy about us to come into our lives. We carry it in us, even though we may not know what it is until it actually occurs. And I'll tell you something, when I was a teenager, uh, my grandmother wanted to send me to Baptist College and wanted me to go through that process of uh, of uh, you know uh, doing that because she saw something in me now as a Baptist I would not have been a preacher but I would have <laughs> I would have been educated well okay because uh, women can be preached yeah back then especially back then but she had been praying for me and that thing that God had for my life but I chose not to do that because, in my rebellious state, uh, I knew better than any grandmother could possibly know, right uh, so uh I did my thing and went to college business, all that kind of stuff, Mary Chuck, you know did all the things that uh but God still fulfilled what was in my grandmother's heart, the prayers of my grandmother, who knows maybe even have been prayed for generations before that God would raise up a generation within our family that would follow and serve the Lord in whatever way that we do. But it's interesting to think about when you look back the things that were prepared for you, and then you see the, uh, the uh, alignment of it, And you're able to say, oh, this is that that was spoken, you know, so many years ago that has come into alignment. So for Mary, what was spoken 700 years ago is coming into her life. And she is the one that they were talking about. I just find that so fascinating. And I, want, I think God's going to stir up you to, to, to be able to connect the dots in ways that you haven't connected, knowing that, that there have been prophecies, there have been words spoken over you, there's been uh, even the, a scripture that stands out, that, that stirs up, oh, what I'm doing now is that coming into action. So, yeah. So, verse 26 in, in Luke 1. It says, now the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to the virgin who uh, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, now, at that point, she didn't say, oh, that must be because I'm the one. No, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting was this. Now, the angel has spoken to her, said, you're highly favored. This is an awesome time for you. And she's like, this troubles me. Why is God saying I'm highly favored? The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel said to her, answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So that's how it's going to work. So she's as clear as a bell, right? Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. Mary's response to the angel activated the supernatural within her. think about that. What if she said, no, I've decided that's not going to be my thing. I'm going to marry Joseph like I planned and go pick someone else. But her yes, in the lack of understanding of what that yes really meant, so many times we say yes to the Lord, but we don't really understand what we're saying yes to. We just know that there is a knowing inside of us that our answer is yes. And her yes activated the supernatural. Her yes activated the fulfillment of the prophecy. Right. Think about that. Think about the yeses you have said that have dramatically changed your life, right. that has switched your destiny, that have taken you in this different path. And so then Mary takes what she has, which is the power of the Holy Spirit that has overshadowed her and goes and visits Elizabeth. Right. And what happens when she visits Elizabeth? What she has received, she releases. In verse 39, it says that she goes to see her. Mary, um, now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And what happens? And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. So Mary takes what God has poured into her. And when she, rele- when she goes and sees Elizabeth, what happens? God releases something that activates something inside of Elizabeth right. that Mary didn't even know she was bringing to her. Right. She just goes to hang out with Elizabeth to see this old woman right. who was barren <laughs> that is six months pregnant. Isn't that amazing? Hallelujah. Just these pieces that God puts together. And then we have Joseph's role in all of this. So Joseph, if you flip over to Matthew 1. So Joseph, a um, little disappointed. His betrothed is pregnant. And uh, so he's just going to put her away and and divorce her quietly so he doesn't have to think about it. Um, in verse 18... Is that where I want to go? Yes. Yes. Here we go. It says, now the birth of Jesus was as follows. As his mother Mary was betrothed uh, to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being just a man, he's just a man and not wanting to make a public example, was wanting, uh, was minded to put her way secretly So that all, so all this was done, that it might fulfill which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel. So Joseph gets a dream. So here we've had really 400 years of nothing written in Scripture. And God burst in with angelic visits, with a... Outpouring of the Holy Spirit with a, an immaculate conception, with a dream in a night, with the Gabriel showing up, it's me, all of a sudden there is supernatural, there's anointings, there's callings, there's raising up, there's fulfillment of prophecy. And so Joseph says, okay, we can do this. But Gabriel is sent to him in a dream. He's also sent to Mary and Gabriel's in charge of keeping Mary and Joseph on the right path because their paths have to stay aligned in order to fulfill what God had planned for both of them. All these inner workings. It's like God's up there going, okay, Gabriel, you go here. Now catch him in that dream there. Uh, Don't forget to speak to Zacharias about him. You know, there's just so many moving parts. And they didn't have internet. They didn't have social media. You know, they didn't know what was going on in the other person's world. So so Gabriel keeps all of this in order. And um, let's go over to Luke 2, 8. All of these pieces are so important. So Luke 2, 8, we talk about, you know, the angels and the shepherds. So we have, uh, it says 2.8, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings with great joy, which will be to all people. For there is, uh, there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you: you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothing lying in the manger. And suddenly there was, there, were, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, "Glory to God in the highest, on earth." Peace, goodwill toward men. Now, isn't that interesting? Because it's they, you know, the angel speaks to the shepherds and said, you will find a babe. So if they're going to find a babe, then they're going to have to go look for a babe. You know, so here they are all shepherding their sheep and now they're going to have to go on an adventure to find the baby. Because part of their role was to speak into what they saw. You know, God is not only doing these dynamic things individually, but he's calling us to release what he's, what we've seen, what we've heard, what the word says in order to activate, confirm, encourage the people he sends us to. Um, You know, on prophetic night, uh, someone had sent me a word to share that's normally on our panel. So I shared it and no one responded to it. And I'm like, okay, but I knew that there were people. But, you know, God didn't say, point out the people you think should get this word. They respond to it. They don't. Well, after the service, one of them had left and they were with someone else. And they said, you know, that word was for me. They turned around, drove back to say that word was for me because it came with a prayer to break what had been holding them back from receiving all that God had. You know, they have, and then someone else came up and asked for prayer because that word was for them. They just didn't want to say it was for them, which is fine. Uh, But my point in all of that is we have to grab hold of what God has released for us so that we're able to carry it to the next place God has for us. Because you never know if what we're carrying, like the word that they sent me, was for that person to be broken free so that. In the anointing, we had given them prophetic words. In the anointing that was released over them, they're able to take it to where they need to go. So it's so important for us to remember that we aren't just one person hearing it. Oh, that's a good word, Lord. We're one person receiving the depth of the word that is going to change the dynamics of everyone we encounter. Everyone we encounter. Because we all carry a critical part of this journey. We cannot do it alone. I love the angels and shepherds thing. I just keep thinking, oh, I wanted to be there. Not that I've been sh- good out in the field with all the sheep, but I-, I would love to have been there. So anyhow, so here all of that happens. And then we have, uh, then we have Jesus being dedicated in the temple and we have Simeon and Anna right. Simeon is declaring over him to Mary and Joseph and to the priests. this is in Luke 2 29 he is declaring over them he's saying Lord now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation which he's, of course he's talking about Jesus, which you have prepared before all the faith before the faces of all the people, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things, which were spoken. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, listen to this, behold, the child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of the many hearts may be revealed. So, Mary is receiving this prophecy spoken into her directly right. about what is going to occur with her son. Right. And this son is eight days old. Now, remember, she's accumulating all this information. You're the carrier of the God most high. You're the, he is the redeemer of Israel. You know, she is she she knows the scripture. If you go back and read the Song of Mary, it talks about how God has saved the generations and generations and as he has redeemed Israel. So it wasn't like at the time she was pregnant, she wasn't aware of the promises of God. And here she is accumulating all of this information, and it's important for us to really understand that because I want to talk about one other thing too. And then Anna is 91 years old. She's been praying and fasting, I think it said, for 80-something 80, uh, years, 84 years Um yeah, who has not departed the temple. This is uh, verse 37, but served God with praying, with fasting and prayer night and day. And then here is her time to release with all the prayer and fasting she has done. She releases and coming in that instance, she gives thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all who looked for the redemption of Jerusalem. All those days, night and day, praying, fasting in the temple, and then all of a sudden, it's time for her to release that revelation. And then we have the wise man, and I'm not going to go into the whole thing of the wise man, but of course, the wise man got the dream. They go looking for, for uh, they get the, the word, they go looking for the star. They encounter Herod, and of course, Herod is the one who wants to destroy Jesus, And you think about all of these people. Joseph had to follow the dreams that God gave him, the word from the Lord, to keep them from being destroyed. The wise men had to continue that. You know, there's all of this protection around them just by saying yes to what God told them. All this protection around them just by saying yes. You know, God sent so much angelic help. He sent so much Natural help. Because the people who received the message did what he said to do. And the angels ran interference through all of this. And it was this great partnership between heaven and man to make sure that Jesus was protected the whole way. And then, of course, Mary gets all these gifts from the wise man. And again, she is, she is pondering all of this in her heart. Because she's carrying a lot of information. She is carrying a lot of information. Now we're going to turn to John 2. And this is where we're going to spend a few minutes. That's just kind of setting up the background. John 2, 1. It says, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Mary was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciple were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Now, understand that Mary has a lot of information about who Jesus is. But she's seen no activity, right, in all those years. Right. She's got the prophetic. She knows who he's called to be. She knows he's of great wisdom. But she's seen no messianic activity, so to speak. But she's out of wine at the wedding. And when you think about it, she wasn't in charge of the wedding. All she knows is she's out of wine. She knows she has a problem. She calls her son, who is the most high God. He's not the most high God of the wine, He's the most, high. I mean, think about this, yeah. but you know, sometimes there's a knowing inside of you of what to do, even though you don't know why, you know, why, what to do, you know, why you're doing it. We're out of wine. So Jesus, why don't you come up? And he says, what does he say to her? He says, woman, <laughs> what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not come yet. She's like, I've got nothing on that. All I know is she looks at the servant. She says, whatever he says, do it. I'm not in charge of the timing. I'm not in charge of the wine. All I know was I was supposed to call Jesus, show him this problem and let him deal with it however he's going to deal with it because there is a knowing inside of her of who he is, but there, I I, I'm not going to say I guarantee it, but she probably didn't know that he's going to turn the water into wine. She just took the steps she was supposed to take in order to fulfill what Jesus was supposed to do. She let him figure everything out. Like I said, we try not to help him too much, but you know, verse five, it says, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to do, do it. Now there was a set of six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing uh, 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim and he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast and they took it. Obedience. You do what he says to do. Obedience. Obedience. and manifested his glory, and his disciple believed in him. So, this was a new season for Jesus to begin to walk in the calling. But it was activated by Mary. It was activated by her saying, Jesus, we got a problem here. You guys do what he says. I'm going to go sit down and take my seat. Think about what you carry, that will activate someone else into the calling that they have, because of what you say to them. Think about how God wants to use you to spur on someone else, and and you know when you when you really uh, kind of pray through and think through this. Yeah, I've heard a, I've heard a lot of different teachings on this. I heard one recently. Uh, about this being a, uh illegal uh, prayer by Mary. And what was interesting about that was God is in charge of everything. Right. And he could have told Jesus, walk away. Because we know that Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. Right. But he didn't. Because Mary knew that there was a problem. And for whatever reason... She knew Jesus was the answer. And so she activated what he carried in order to solve the problem. And there's a lot of symbolism with the wine and the water pots and the purification, which we're not going to talk about today. But what I really wanted to kind of drill this down to is the knowing that we carry inside of us that will break open what God has for the season that we're in. And we all carry it. And it's usually a surprise. It's usually a surprise. It's not usually like, oh, I knew that was coming. It was like, huh, how did that happen? It's usually a surprise. Mary trusted Jesus for the answer. She trusted Jesus for the timing. And Jesus did what the Father told him to do. It's time to step in. It's time to go now. It's time to begin the process. God is awesome, isn't He? Yeah. And when we think about all of these moving parts, you know, we're able to look back and say, and there's so much more. We could go through the whole Old Testament and mark every prophecy and compare it to everything that happened within the New Testament, fulfilling that prophecy. But there's so many moving parts in bringing heaven to earth, there's so many moving parts and keeping Jesus central in everything we do. There's so many moving parts. Every person in here, every person watching is a moving part of God that has this whole supernatural, angelic, host realm around it that we may never see or understand, but just like in a flash it happens. And we we are we have, like Mary, she had so much built into her. She didn't write a doctrinal dissertation on it. She didn't try to figure out, you know, what do I do now that we're out of wine? Let's see all the words. Let me go back and see, do any of these fit? She just says, I know it's you, and I know you got this. Sometimes we overthink what we know to try to make it work into what we want. But God has this creative, imaginative plan in place for us to just encounter him. And then the sparks fly and people are released and things are activated and the world is changed and favor is is happens. And and we're just standing there going, what just happened? How how did that happen, God? And I really see uh, 2021 being just this we got to finish 2020 well so we can uh, move into the dynamic motion that's going to happen in 2021. It, it's going to be amazing. There's a word the Lord gave me. He was, it was uh, said, the things you did in the past are no longer. You are carrying the new assignment of activity within your core. It's in you. And I just want to pray over us because I believe that. Uh, I don't know, I just see us rising up in just this way of being fortified, a fortified um, just like wall for God. You know, when Karen and I were talking about the wall of Jericho and how it was so thick that they had chariot races on it, it wasn't like the wall in the back, it was gigantic and for it to fall down, you know, that's a big deal and that's what I feel like we're just rising up in this gigantic fortress for God that is going to shift uh, a whole new, I mean, I feel like things have already shifted, but I feel like we're going to shift in a whole new, uh, like it said, you know, that they, what did it say at the very end? It said that um, um, the manifested glory where people believe. There's just going to be such a release of the manifested glory for people to see and believe in Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, let's pray. If you don't mind standing, let me just pray over you guys. Pray over all of us. Lord, you just show us in your word that there are words that have been spoken over us, over our nation, over this world that uh, brings you to the center, Jesus, that we aren't even aware of, that that suddenly activate in us that change everything and everyone around us. And Lord, I just thank you that that there are dreams, there are angelic visitations, there are um, people uh, speaking words that will stir something in this world to bring you to the center of everything we are, Lord. And so God, we're just declaring that um, we will finish 2020 well and that 2021 will come out as this, uh, mighty fortress for you, Jesus, that, that we will be greater than any wall of Jericho, that we will be impenetrable, that we will be unable to be broken down. And Lord, we just thank you that, that you are doing something that just catches our awe, that, that, uh, grabs a hold of us, and we just are in wonder of the marvelous, magnificent things that you do that we don't understand, but we're so able to be a part of, Lord. So God, I just thank you that there is a, this uh, stirring up inside of us where we're just saying, God, use us align us, put us in that position where, where we are so centered on you, Jesus, that everything else is blocked out. And, and just like Mary told the servants, whatever he says, you do God, whatever you say we'll do because that is our heart. That is our passion. And you have sent so much around us to protect us and keep us safe in this season. So God, we just thank you. And we just declare, like Jane declared earlier, just a breakthrough of things we've been looking for uh, for a long time, that breakthrough in it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit Cindy-Stewart.com.